So, you know, if I die tomorrow, you know, and I have contingency, but someone needs to step in on behalf of Rosenbauer Law Office to make sure it's managed, make sure stuff is handled, and then work through the sale of the law office to the person that I have a contingency with. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Well, this episode is going to be tailored to the business owners out there that are listening. And hopefully we have quite a few of those uh, listening to the podcast, but we're going to kind of focus on some of the issues that face business owners when it comes to estate planning. We'll do so with Nick Rosenbauer, who is a small business owner himself. He is the owner of Rosenbauer Law Office, estate planning attorney as well. So Nick, I, I you're very familiar with this uh, in two different respects, both the estate planning side and being a business owner. So you can kind of see both sides of this, right? Absolutely. I can certainly relate more than I ever thought I would uh, previously. And, and I know this sounds so darn cliche, but I, I heard business owners mention this, you know, at my old firm, my clients say people just don't get it. People just don't understand uh, what the difference between being an employee and a business owner is. I kind of rolled my eyes and just said, well, you work a little bit harder, but you make all the money <laughs> and your name's on the door and on the business card. Right. Um, and, and my guess is all the business owners out there right now are rolling their eyes and laughing because you've heard that too. Um, and then obviously, since I've been working for myself for a number of years, I have learned that as well. Look, you, you wear a million different hats. I had to figure out QuickBooks. I had to figure out payroll. I have to figure out office supplies. What color do we paint the office? I have to learn how to market. You know, all these things. I can't just sit there, go to work, be a good attorney and go home. And then to add fuel to the fire, Ben, there are new, there are special issues that business owners have to address when it comes to estate planning for their business. There's considerations for their business that should be part of the discussion around their overall estate plan. Obviously, you know, Ben, if you just, you know, you clock in every day, clock out, you pass away. We have your house, your 401k, your money, et cetera, to deal with. But the business, the place that you work, they go on and you don't need to worry about that. Um, but obviously, Ben, if, uh, you know, the business, it's one of your assets, uh, to be honest with you. So that's another thing that you need to deal with. And it's not quite as easy as just uh, another bank account. Nope, not, not, it's not at all. So we're going to go through those things today, some things to be thinking about. Since you have so much on your plate, going to try to help make it a little bit easier in terms of estate planning and, and kind of help give you some guidance on where to focus. Again, you can find everything online that we talk about, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. If you want to meet with Nick, talk with Nick about your business and how to work that estate plan. And with that in mind, you can always uh, schedule a meeting with him very simply by logging on to the website. There's a button right there. You can click on that and... uh and you'll be off and running. But there's also all of our podcasts up there as well. And wherever you listen, please do subscribe to the show. So let's uh, let's share some of these business owner considerations, Nick. And let's start with you know, forming the business and a lot of the operational documents, which this is something you also help people with as well, right? That's correct. So I have a number of clients who are small business owners, um, everything, you know, and the majority 
of times I talk to people, you know, maybe they have rental properties, even something that simple, and that's and that's a business in and of itself. Um, so there's a belief out there that all you need to do is file what is known as your Articles of Organization with the Secretary of State's Business Registry. Here in Ohio, you can go online, $99 filing fee, type in your information. But that doesn't that, that's not the end of the story. That will create or establish your business, so it will exist at that point. So Rosenbauer Law Office existed and was an entity when I did that, but it's not going to give you any protection for your business whatsoever, any of the benefits of it being a business. You need to make sure you have the, the tax information, uh, separate tax ID or EIN registered with the IRS, because you can't, you know, because it's basically a social security number for your business. Um, and more importantly, you need to have a good operating agreement. It's basically the owner's manual, outlines all the procedures of your business, managing duties, responsibilities, how profits are allocated, you know, especially if you have multiple owners, maybe you and a couple other investors, voting rights, how do we sell, buy, transfer, you know, the shares, the ownership of your business, what happens if you want to bring on a new partner, liability protections, everything like that. So without the proper organizational documents and following the procedures, you open yourself up to personal risk and personal liability if there was a problem with your business. And the main thing here, Ben, most people think of an LLC or a limited liability company. That's probably what most people are familiar with. And the main purpose of that is it limits liability. So if, if Rosenbauer Law Office LLC got sued for whatever reason, let's say I made a horrible mistake and it cost a family a million dollars. Well, they would sue the law office, and if the law office didn't have enough money or enough insurance to cover that, what they would want to do next is say, well, let's sue the owner. Let's sue Nick personally, and let's get his house, let's get his bank account, and let's get his 401k. The limited liability company, the reason you do that is to protect that, so it segregates it. So your your problem, your lawsuit, your beef, if you will, is only with the law office. It's not with Nick Rosenbauer as an individual human. Now, without these organizational documents and, and following the procedure, um, this protection or compartmentalization, the limited liability, it doesn't work. It basically, the, the protection is voided if it's not properly operated and set up as the separate entity. So I've had people, they go online, spend the 99 bucks, create the entity on the website, and that's all they do, and that will not protect them whatsoever. So they're in for a rude surprise. So that's something I see a lot. Need to make sure all your paperwork's in place, you know, to form and organize the business. That's that's step one, and none, and the rest of this doesn't even matter if you don't get off the ground. Yeah, so you got to set that foundation first, um, and then we can move move on to our next couple of points here. Um, I, I think about with the business, you know, obviously we, we talk about with estate planning, it's about who's going to take care of you if something happens to you and you can't make decisions on your own. And that's already going to be, you know, challenging enough to find that person that can help you just as an individual. But you throw in everything that includes the business side of things, right? Paying rent, right? The The payroll, all these different things. How does that part of the planning process fit into this? Well, and, and this is going to sound familiar, 
even for people who don't own businesses, because these are the right questions you need to ask for someone as an individual. But we need to ask the question a second time if you're a business owner. So we'll start with if you're unable to perform your duties, if you're incapacitated, if you're unavailable, if you're sick, what happens? Who signs the contract with the customer, the vendor, the renter, etc.? Who can pay rent and those other business expenses? I'll tell you right now, Ben, if I got in a coma, like if I got in a nasty car crash on the way home, um, it wouldn't be very long before my staff got mad when payroll wasn't met. And it wouldn't be very long before things went south if I didn't pay rent to the uh, building owner. So who can sign those? Who can pay rent? What if your business needs to hire someone to repair something? How does payroll get processed? So these are things you need to think of, not just from your personal estate planning. So who handles your own affairs at home? Who's going to take care of stuff with the business? So you need something in place to allow someone else to step in on your behalf and be the business day-to-day handler. So make sure your operating agreement includes provisions for what's known as a manager who has the authority to handle the day-to-day operations. Make sure it has backups in there if the main or the initial manager, probably you, can't act. Okay, so we have the contingencies. Um, Also, do you have business partners? If you have multiple business partners, there's three people, how do we make sure that they can do what needs to be done if you can't? Also, another thing that we do, consider a limited power of attorney for the business. Okay, so we, I know we've talked about power of attorney on the show before, but a limited power of attorney that allows someone the authority to manage your business on your behalf. Some people handle that specifically within the operating agreement. Uh, I typically do both. Um, I handle it in the operating agreement, and I additionally have the, the documentation. So who's going to step in? And Ben, I'm assuming if, uh, if something happened and payroll wasn't met and, and, and everyone who worked in your company didn't get paid, it probably wouldn't go so well, you know, regardless of whether or not the business owner was sick or this, that, and the other. Yeah, it might be, you know, the end of your business, uh, essentially, if you're, not, if you're not ready. So that's a big deal. Uh, what about contingency planning? If, if, you know, you do happen to pass away, you know, worst case scenario, which is, you know, what you're planning for with the state planning, how does that all get worked out? Because there's so much, you know, that, that has to be sorted through between selling the business and all the equipment and, you know, customer lists. I mean, the, the list, it's, it really is endless how much has to get taken care of. Exactly. And it's just more complicated than the bank account, isn't it? So I I can say the the IRA goes a third, a third, a third of the three kids. They each get their money the end. So the same issues actually come up for the business if uh, you pass away than if you get sick. So what about inheriting the business? Uh, Most businesses have some sort of monetary value, maybe not all of them. So is someone going to inherit the business or are they going to inherit the money from the business if the business gets sold. Are you going to give the business to someone? You're passing it on to the kids. What if there's three kids and only one of them wants to take on the business? Does your son who wants to take over the law office or the rental property, does he need to buy his siblings out or work with them when they don't want to? Or are we going to sell the business to someone, maybe a partner or an employee or a third party? So how much do they pay for it? How's that price determined? You know, when you pass away, they can't ask you anymore. 
Um, so who represents your estate and who represents the business? So, you know, if I died tomorrow, you know, and I have contingency, but someone needs to step in on behalf of Rosenbauer Law Office to make sure it's managed, make sure stuff is handled, and then work through the sale of the law office to the person that I have a contingency with. Okay, someone needs to represent me. And shoot, what if someone backs out? You know, what if, uh, what the heck do you do then? So you have these, you know, you have like some sort of a buy-sell agreement, this, that, or the other, uh, and then someone backs out. And then, Ben, you know, did you know you could probate a business? A business could get stuck in probate court? What can't you probate, I guess? That, that's the question <laughs> I'd, ask, I'd ask you, Dick. What, what can we not probate at this point? Just about any asset that is stuck in the name of someone who's passed away and we don't have a way to move it. Theoretically, if I had a big fancy bourbon collection like you um, <laughs> and I passed away and there were no arrangements, then the probate court would have to authorize the transfer or the, the sale or the inheritance of Ben's big fancy bourbon collection. And for all of our listeners out there, <laughs> uh, if you're bourbon fans like me, if you want something fun, you want something nice, don't go to my house, go to Ben's house. His, uh, his liquor cabinet, significantly better uh, better than mine. So we'll just throw that out there. I'm not going to give out his address. If he wants to give <laughs> his address out, I'll leave that to him. But um, no, so if you don't have the proper contingencies written into your business plan and your estate plan, a business and its assets could get sent to probate court just like any other asset that's stuck and not accounted for. Have fun with that. Have fun with probating the Rosenbauer Law Office. So the solution, look, your business organizational documents should handle this. They should appoint someone to receive your shares of the business. Think of it like shares of stock. Think of it like shares of P&G, okay? So I own all 100 shares of Rosenbauer Law Office. I think that's probably the easiest way to view this. Um, so you want to make sure that someone can receive your shares of the business when you pass away, or you should have someone, well, actually, secondarily, you should appoint someone to represent your business if they need to sell uh, the business as opposed to passing it on. And you want to do it without probate court involvement. Uh, could be built into the organizational documents themselves. Um, it could also be provided for uh, within a trust. That's another uh, uh, way to do it. So we've talked about funding trusts and how important it is to make sure all your assets are lined up and coordinated with your trust so your trust can take care of it. Your shares or your ownership of your business can actually be added to your trust just like any other investment. So um, interestingly enough, Ben, the shares of Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC, they have been transferred uh, into my wife and I's trust. So that's okay. how we have it set up to avoid uh, probate. And if something were to happen to me, uh, my wife has the ability to take the law office and you know get it to get it transferred to our, our contingency plan, another estate planning uh, attorney that we have lined up, uh, kind of as a uh, as a as a back and forth if one of us passes away. So yeah, your your business, my law office, can be funded into my trust. That's probably the best way to do it. Um, if the organizational documents don't have uh, some other arrangements. Okay. Makes sense. There's a lot lot to think about. I guess you know, being a business owner is more than just um, collecting a paycheck on the back of the employees, right, Nick? <laughs> like like you might think when you when you don't own a business, <laughs> like you maybe thought back in the day. 
um, before you became a business owner yourself. But yeah, this is a big part of it. And, and I assume you work with a number of business owners in this estate planning process, right? Absolutely. And, and it's a part of the estate planning process if you own a business. It's just another one of your assets that we need to address if something happens to you, whether you get sick or you pass away. So if for the business, my business owner clients, this is something we discuss you know, within the estate plan because it's the same end goal. What happens if I get sick? Can everything be taken care of? And then when I'm gone, how does my inheritance play out and how are my family taken care of? It's just we got a whole different ball game here um, because the the businesses have to be handled separately. But yeah, absolutely for our business owners, this is part of the process, part of what we uh, do to make sure that uh, all of our all of our ducks are in a row. Are those things handled separately? Like those conversations? I mean, do you do you say okay, let's bring the family in first and get this, the family sorted out, and then let's have a separate meeting for the business, or are all those things working together? Well. In a perfect world, all of them are working together. I also think it depends on if the business has outside owners. So if it's just mom and dad and they have all their assets and they also have a second house that they rent out, well, that just, that just loops in with everything else. But if dad is an investor and he has a one-tenth interest in this company with nine other people that are outside the family, typically that's probably a separate conversation at that point because not all of the business owners are involved or should be involved with the family's personal estate plan. So they need to be discussed uh, together, but sometimes you may have different people in the room for different parts of that, depending on the situation. Okay, that makes sense. Well, if you have some business that you need to get sorted out within your estate plan. Nick is available. You can log on to the website, cincinnatiestateplan.com. Very easy to remember that. But while you're there, you'll see a couple of buttons on the front. One is to register for an educational workshop, but the other is to request a consultation for your family. And uh, during that process, you can get the business side of things sorted out as well. But it is very important and is a, could be a huge piece of you know your estate, your business in, in many cases. So you want to get it right and work with an estate planning attorney to do so. All right, Nick, let's close it out on that note. Um, enjoy this podcast, and I want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the show. If you haven't, uh, we, we would appreciate that. It helps us continue to grow. We've got some great feedback. Do appreciate everybody that has been listening to the show. It's been awesome to see the growth so far. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if, uh, if nothing else, uh, we can... Uh you know, we, we can hopefully get through all these topics. So the, you know, we get through all these unknowns, all these myths, all these rumors, and just, just like anything else, being, being informed, being educated, um, and knowing your options, um, I think makes it, makes it a whole lot better that you'll have a good outcome. Um, families who know what they're getting into and what to deal with and what to be worried about, as opposed to just kind of being put through a streamlined, you know, fast food drive-through process. I just, I think it's better chance that you have the perfect outcome if you know everything you need to take care of. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of Complete Estate Planning. Again, everything can be found online at cincinnatiestateplan.com. We'll talk to you again on the next episode. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. 
Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.